No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. Live from the outreach studios around the world, this is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 80. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. It is July 10th, 2013, and my shout-out, it's going to go to David, and I'm going to probably mess up your name, Hodio, maybe? Hodeo? <laughs> Hodeo? I don't know. I was anyways, thinking, how hey, mess that up? Start over. No, no. Anyways, it, it is Hodeo. what it is. Hodeo. How do I know that? Dude, Dude, I've, I have asked people on this TeamSpeak 3. How do you pronounce your name? And then they do like completely opposite. They're all like fancy with it. So I, I've given up on it. It's just, it is what it is. Well, Anyways, I just want to say, it's Dave, audio. Dave, I just want to say thank you for sending in the care package. Holy crap, man. By the way, we got some photos. This guy sent in literally a whole box full of original um, unseen Robotech like Macross models. I'm talking like the Crusader, which is very, very rare. Um, the Tomahawk, the, uh, what is it? The Glug, the Marauder. Anyways, anyways. And I think pretty much Darren just in his pants when I showed him the pictures and told him what was going to be in there. So Dave, me, you did. You were like, oh my god, my my lance. I'm going (laughs) to have my lance. Photographs. It was it was disturbing. It was on on TM Speed Three. All right, Darren, who do you got? Hey, this is Darren AK Bombadil. My shout out today also goes to Hodio, (laughs) David Hodio. Hodor, and also Glenn Byram, uh, two people that have sent us amazing, just, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for the gifts. Uh, The stuff will be up on our walls and in our webcam uh, vision as well, so you can can all see it. I also want to say a big congratulations to Impaler and the MWO community for such an amazing job with the uh, recent charity event. You guys are freaking awesome. You guys make me proud. Yeah, most definitely. And Brennan, who do you got? Hello, this is Brandon, also known as Patrick Hell, and my shows are going to Mech Specs, MWOG, and Aces. Go ahead, say it, you whore. Just say it. Aces no. recruiting. No, not this time. You whore. <laughs> no. Aces.hq.com. And I do want to, uh, uh, of course, uh, just sort of second that uh, Mech Specs, of course, is uh, part of the NGNG network, and we're going to be doing some improvements to our website and forums to cross-promote. They just got a new forums, and the website's almost done, uh, so freaking amazing job, uh, and I'm looking forward for that uh, cross-collaboration uh, going on. Let's uh, uh, linky Lou to Mech Specs. Yeah, we'll have to do that. Laura, what do you got? Hi, guys. This is Laura, and my shout-out goes to Impy, who raised $8,271 for the Autism Science Foundation with his 24-hour live stream. Also to the Bodmother. He knows who he is. I was going to say, I was getting text messages at the beach from Darren saying, holy crap, we just hit 2000 Like, a few hours later, 5000 I was like, holy shit. <laughs> it was really awesome. So again, uh, great job, Impy. terrible. Jo- I hate charity. Yeah, yeah. You hated so much you donated. I know, right? <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't donate. My lizard yes. donated. Yeah, we could tell. Think Your about lizard that one. donated, my beard donated, and Laura's cat suit donated. Mm. Yeah, except that wasn't me. Beard and cat suit. WTF, hmm. man. 
Anyways, guys, welcome to our live studio audience. Appreciate everyone out here. It looks like we got quite a few people and or whatever else you might be referred to. Anyways, I guess, you know, to everyone else out in the world, our new listeners, whether you're riding a bike, you're drawing mech porn, maybe you're looking at mech porn, maybe you're looking at mech porn, I don't know, while drinking coffee in bed, I don't know, whatever you're maybe doing. You're looking boxes at mech porn of fun that stuff is looking at porn. Yeah, looking at mech porn while, yeah surrounded by my porn anyways guys hey we ask if you got if you have the ability go to our website we've got a tip jar on the right side show us some love and we'd greatly appreciate it thanks and are you maybe doing a little shopping online amazon new egg tiger direct for example if so help support the show while shopping for cool stuff online by clicking on the amazon new egg or tiger direct buttons on our website right side scroll down a little bit it won't add anything to your charge but it gives ngng a little kickback it's a great way to support everything we do if you don't want to or cannot donate directly now, I would definitely say make sure to check out those, you know, just click on the links Amazon if you're going to be doing shopping or if you're going to be adding stuff to cart and coming back, make sure to use those links. Again, it does help a little bit at a time. And of course, we've got this week, we've got the Catalyst Game Lab sponsorship giveaway. It's week nine. We're going to be giving away the first of, uh, I think, 10 of these. It's a uh, Hex Pack Cities and Roads. So make sure to head over there and uh, yeah, I think it's uh, all you have to do is register and post up your favorite battle mech weapon system. And that's uh, that's this week. And uh, the winner of the introductory box set, we send it out. I, and someone was asking about this, like, who do we know who the winner is? Uh, when I choose, I use the random number generator from Google. Whenever someone gets selected, when I close out the thread and lock it, I put in, in the thread title, I put the winner and their name um, so you can see who won it and stuff like that. So uh, again, appreciate uh, everyone who does that and congratulations to the guy who won it. And that is international. It doesn't, it's not just US, it's worldwide. If you win in Singapore, we're sending it to you. If you win in Canada, unfortunately, we'll send it to you. No, I'm joking. But, uh, Urban combat maps, love it. Yeah. So next thing up, I just want to sort of hit on this is uh, we put up the faction shirts for pre-order over over a month ago. And uh, we just I know a lot of people are excited about these, but we haven't had quite the sales. Again, we have to meet a, a minimum to do. So anyways, we're trying to pimp this out. If you haven't got one of these and you'd like to make sure to do so only a week left. They're really, really great quality T-shirts for those. It's the same uh, vendor we've been using for the past shirts. So, hey, if you like these things and you, you obviously you can rock out with a, a faction shirt that's one of a kind, uh, make sure to head over there and grab one or a few. And by the way, the smalls and adults um, actually fit kids really well, too. I mean, if you've got a son or a daughter that you're, you know, goes out and plays with you um, with the, the tabletop or just like Mech Warrior or big giant stompy robots, they're a great gift. And uh, obviously as we move closer to the holidays, we'll, we'll have some sales of that as well, but just keep that in mind. Uh, do we ship to Europe? Yes, we do. We ship everywhere, worldwide, everywhere. Now keep in mind, uh, the prices are not uh, set. A lot of people ask us what, why the prices for shipping is so high. It's actually based on weight. There's nothing we can do. And unfortunately shipping stuff you know, worldwide, it, some things just cost more. So just keep that in mind. All right, so tonight we've got uh, Garth Earlham who always joins us. He's sort of like that uncle who always shows up at the party and no one really Sweet. invites. I have to be that uncle. Drunk no. uncle. <laughs> no, he's, he is- I thought uh, I was that uncle. Other I drunk thought... uncle. Okay. But no, I was gonna, Brandon said grandpa, but I mean, I'm just, well, I'm nice. just- Nice. George is creepy, uncle. (laughs) Anyways, guys. Me and Garth are going in the basement and drinking. (laughs) (laughs) George is the drunk uncle that looks into the window as you you close the door. Awesome. (laughs) Anyways, Garth, appreciate you joining us. I was going to say, 
we were having some fun yesterday during Twitch, and then uh, um, you were playing with some Germans earlier. I heard having some fun in Commandos or something about that. I don't. We were doing all trials, all trials, eight man drops, trials. Yeah, all those crazy Germans. I love them. And of course, you know, today is going to be a roundtable discussion. Uh, some stuff, you know, you guys, uh, I'm going to give you some uh, topics you may want to talk about and touch on. It's obviously the movement system that uh, was uh, implemented uh, last patch. Um, let's see, what else we got? Project Phoenix. Um, we had the Dragon Slayer. I've heard good things, I've heard bad things. Uh, we also had uh, the test server was announced today, which is coming out tomorrow. So there's another topic. And of course, weapon and weapon balance and updates and your thoughts and opinions. These are thoughts and for topics that you guys can pick. So what's going to happen right now is I'm going to ask you to X up in chat down below. And uh, we'll just call on you to uh, you know, kick this off. So uh, we'll leave it up to you. So boo, whenever you see it, let's call it. Step uh, on up, up come on. Second. Somebody's got to have something to say. X up, first X cut. up. Ooh, that name right there. Versailles. 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 Jesus Christ. Sound it out. Haha, I am not the only one. So, Versailles. No, you got your name wrong, dude. It's Versailles. It's Versailles. Yeah. You all sound like Phil right now. Complete idiots. All right, go ahead. I live in Alabama. <laughs> My question is, with all the different mechs that we're putting out and they'll fill different roles, is there a plan for a light support mech? Light support mech. Can, can uh, you, is that, like is the that Panther, a mech that supports lights? Yeah, it, it's like, uh, or the Valkyrie. They have long range weapons, it's light so it's fast and can keep up with other lights, but has some long range. Uh, not specifically, but that might actually be coming out. Perhaps um, a variant. Well, how well, would that be different from like a Jenner with a PPC, which I already see? Yeah, that's what I'm curious about. When you like say support, isn't isn't that based on like the weapons and what engine and what armor? I mean, you know, or the cicada? I mean, isn't that sort of... I mean, of... I definitely see wanting to see the Panther in the game. It's a great mech. It's iconic. But uh, I feel like we can already make those builds uh, that are essentially light support mechs if they, if they want to. I guess I'm confused of the term support, you know. That would be a, a light specific that can sit in the background and shoot long range or missiles or something like that as a as a you know a usual support role instead of a scout, right? Well, any of them can do that though. That's the thing is, but when they when another light that's set up to kill other lights comes around, then they're screwed. So I guess mm -hmm. what I'm saying is the term uh, use. What well, what are your guys' thoughts out there? X up if you if you have uh, ideas about uh, support mechs or or the terms or or use X up and let's uh, let's call them boo. Yeah, Henry Pratt. Thank you. Um, not directly to that question. I ha ha have had another one. Okay. Well, who um, X up if you have a question about uh, the terms support and, yeah, and stuff like that. This question, Henry, will come right back to you. So, Boo, don't forget Henry. Okay. He'll be the next. Yeah, question. I won't forget Henry. I think uh, Dark Logic. Yeah, Dark Logic. Come on, unmute. Come I on saw him unmute, and then and then he muted back up. There he is. Come on. Hey, Dark. You got a comment regarding uh, support light mechs? Or light support mix. Uh, I think check make sure your mic's not muted. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, who was next? Sorry, Dark. If you can get that fixed, we'll uh, take your question. Who was next, Boo? Uh, verbosity. Verbosity. How's verbosity. Oh my God. Yeah. Versailles. Hello there. <laughs> um, I I always took the uh, concept of a support mech, so uh, a light support mech would be a mech 
that supported lights. Uh, a heavy support mech would be a mech that supported heavies. Uh, so the, to me, the concept of a light support mech would be something like a blackjack, uh, which is, is doing doing very, very well. Uh, and we've got the quick draw doing that for sort of heavy mechs. Uh, is there, you know, do, do we have something like that for say assault mechs? Hmm. So are you saying like uh, a light support mech is uh, basically a light killer? So if the light mechs get a light mech on them, then this light support mech comes in and saves the friendly light mech? Yeah, it's, it's a mech to support. The, so a light support is something that supports lights. A heavy support is something that supports heavies sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could be completely wrong, but that, that was my taking of the meaning. Well, my feeling with this is that, while the again the Panther would be a nice mech to have included in MWO, the the whole the the setups are there. If people want to create those kinds of builds, whether it be with a light mech or a medium mech that goes fast, then the options are there. Um, Phil, you feel differently? I don't, I'm just sort of. Um, I, th I think the the concept needs to sort of be talked about. Okay, so like. Every single mech that comes out, like I hear the term support and attack in, in like a tank or whatever. And I think those are good terms to use, but I think they have to be defined a little bit because like, okay, um, if, if you're in a light or medium heavier assault and you take all close range weapons, you know, I've, I've, like, let's take the Jaeger, you know, oh, it's a support mech. Well, if it has dual AC-20s or, um, you know, uh, short to medium range weapons, is it a not. support? Well, it depends. Is it support? for another mech to keep uh you know uh like let's say you have That's an LRM boat yeah is it a wingman is it set up so i guess you got to sort of look like that are are you a, a single mech as as far as setup like you don't rely on anybody else to watch your back and you can go to out to me the definition of support mech is something that sits behind uh the lines and either snipes or does lrms or something so you're talking about fire support not lines. you're talking about fire support not necessarily a supporting role like um i'm here to keep other mechs off of these uh, these fire support mechs. To me, that's more of like a light killer or a medium killer or whatever, you know, mechs that are built to take out those mechs. I got some chime in if you don't mind. Yeah. Hey, I have a trebuchet that has the, uh, an engine in it that makes me do like 130, and it's set up just to kill lights, and I hang around the bigger mechs, so when the light comes in, I just come in, streak them, and uh, large laser them to death, and mm -hmm. chase them on. Scout yeah, hunter killer. Yeah, and I think uh, Short Painter just said it right. He said LRM boats need short-range support. So it's one of those things where I feel like the terms are thrown around there a lot, but it's sort of uh, there's no clear definition of what that is. And maybe that maybe there is someone out there, and I'd love for someone to like sit down and put some thought, maybe on the forums or uh, over at NGNG, like these terms being thrown out, like fire support. What does a fire support mean? Is there any criteria or anything like that? But I do think that there are builds that work really well when they're working in conjunction with other builds, like um, something with AC2s, um, you know, like my Blackjack, my, you know, BJ1. It works really well with working with other long range setups uh, or another mech that can help, you know, get a Raven off my ass or a Commander or in case it's a Jenner, you know, a Spider or something like that. So I think there are some, um, you know, classifications you know these wordings that can be used but uh, i think it's a good thing to uh to think about all right i think we got uh, henry pride go to unmute ask away hey um so my question 
would be, uh, will there be in the future faster mechs than 150? Because um, if I remember back in the closed beta, when there wasn't the uh, engine rating on the mechs, uh, we had a commander with uh, 200 kilometers per hour. And I want to know, will this uh, occur again? Or uh, what will be the cap? What is the possibility? And will we then see the lag shield again? What we had before the mechs were fast. Garth? Um, I don't think so for now. The main problem is the engine itself. We might have mask that puts you above it, but I don't think we're going to have mechs to go faster. Not at this point. Now, is is that... No, I don't, engine. Engine you, limitation. Do you know if that is a engine, like cryengine limitation? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's a cryengine thing. Okay, so cryengine networking. Um, I do know for, you know, what the post was said, Henry, was way back when... Um, and there's others here that can, um, you guys can uh, confirm this or, or give me more info. But they're basically saying that <laughs> back when you had the commandos and spiders and stuff that could go that fast, they were creating so much latency issues that it was basically network uh, to where they, like you were calling a lag shield. And that's, you couldn't hit them. Um, now, back in closed beta, you could run into them. And that was the only way they pretty much died really quick. Um, but, uh, yeah, because let's see, let's talk about mechs that can go over that 150 kph. I mean, you got to think um, the Fire Moth, the Clan Mech, uh, you know, obviously the Mongoose, you can imagine upgrading the engine and, you know, stuff like that. I guess that's an answer to your question. Yes, of course. That's what I wanted to know. Thank you. All right. Who's up next, Boo? Uh, Zomboid. Oh, Zomboid. How are you guys? What's up, Zom? Zomboid. Not much. Hello. Um, I'm pretty sure it's probably been brought to your attention a few times, Garth, but unfortunately I haven't been around for a while. Um, there was recently a post put up by a gentleman known as Homeless Bill onto the um, forums, and he created what, in my opinion, and a lot of people that I've talked to, a nice um, way to balance weapons, balance um, boating, and balance um, the pinpoint damage. Um, Hey Zomboid, can you do me a favor yeah. real quick? Yeah, mate. Can you can you turn off your TeamSpeak 3 notifications? Go up to self, deactivate. Yes, yeah, certainly, mate. Thank you. There we go. Um, yeah, so he recently yeah, he put up this post that basically a solution which is probably the best solution I've seen so far to this problem of mass alpha to one point of damage on a mech. Um, it's a massive read and I know a lot of people probably brushed over it because of how big a read it is. He it also would be a lot of work initially to implement but once implemented it looks like it'd be a very good and simple um, maintenance to it and easy to rebalance mechs when clans come out another way to balance clans you'd be able to make them a little bit um, simpler to um, well, you can make them obviously better at targeting than the um, inner sphere mechs um, I don't know if you guys have read it but if you have would you be able to comment on that for me please mate um, actually, I read, I read it. I sent it forward to the design. I don't know if they read it yet, though. I hope they have. Actually, it's sort of funny. I was talking to Homeless Bill last night. Um, I read over the article. It took me um, a little bit to read over. So basically, it boils down to it, it is a lengthy post. It is very detailed. And what Homeless Bill's suggestioning, is suggesting is uh, multiple layers of, of changes, but they're not like radical changes. And uh, someone um, sort of hit it right on the you know the nail on the head which was 
it translates into a, um, a blooming reticle, if you will. And what that means is it's a, um, it, it changes two things. It changes weapon accuracy when you fire over uh, groups over a certain level. So what this means is, let's take the, uh, let's take the um, AC-20. Uh, each weapon gets a certain value. And when that value reaches 100, um, you, like for instance, AC-20 is 100, uh, like a large laser would be 50 or, you know, a certain value. And when you group fire these weapons, if it's at 100 or below, you have no accuracy penalty. So like your little reticle in the middle would be the same. But when you cross over that 100 uh, threshold, let's say you fire two AC-20s, now the AC-20 has a, a number of 100 each, if you do fire that, now you have a 200 penalty, uh, if that makes sense, and so your reticle would bloom up a little bit. Um, and obviously all weapons have a corresponding number. I think it's a TLC or TCL, I think it's TCL number. Um, so sort of like recoil, if you guys are familiar with a lot of like uh, first person shooters, when you like sort of fire and you have a recoil, but instead of it like kicking upwards or kicking up and back, it's your reticle would expand a little bit, uh, weapon bloom basically. And so it adds a little bit of variability to uh, the reticle um, and you would still hit your target, but you can imagine if you're at really long distances, let's take the, let's take, you know, PPC stock or something shooting over, you know, um, X amount of the longer range you're at. Um, so the less accurate you would be you may or may not hit. Um, but that being said, what it does is, is it for forces you to be sort of mindful of firing weapons in groups that could handle um, the accuracy. Um, and actually, I'm going to have him probably on next week's podcast to sort of talk about this in general. Um, the one thing about it all, though, is what what the designers at PGI are, are thinking when it comes to weapons. Paul came back from vacation on July 2nd and he said that it's his primary focus, like they're going to be doing a lot of stuff. So I want to reach out to Paul and sit down and, and if he's able to talk about what his plans are, um, because it's a big deal. Now, it does implement uh, a cone of fire system but it's not ridiculous like world of tanks for those that have played world of tanks world of tanks when you start moving that reticle gets very very large and you don't really know where the round is going per se um what he's suggesting is that reticle box that's w where the limits would be so you can still hit but you may not hit hit be pinpoint accurate if you still al uh, alpha fire all of your weapon systems if that makes i mean zomboid what, what are your thoughts on it yeah, I quite like it. Um, I thought the concept of um, forcing people to actually play a mech as it's written about in the books, as it um, even like to a bad reference is going back to the tabletop game, I think, for this, but it's nice because it means you're having to control your fire, you're having to use more tactical thinking. I honestly do get sick in some games of popping up going, oh, look, Stalker, six PPCs. Oh, yeah. There it is. I know what's going to happen if he hits me direct on. There's a good chance if I'm in a smaller mech, I'm dead. Um, and you know, I find the six some of these boating builds that pinpoint alpha. It, you know, they'll still be able to do it. They'll just have to be smart how they do it. And I think that's a much 
a very good way to balance the game and I think it would bring a lot more fun back in and once people got used to it I know it would probably create rage early but um, once people got used to it I think people would find it would be a much more balanced and much more fun game out of it because no. I've had a couple of games recently with the first BB against the first BBR and a couple of other other guys where it felt even though that wasn't there it felt more like that we it ended up being a proper brawl I've haven't had games like this since God knows how long and we had a game that I think we brawled for seven minutes as teams counter punched and I think it would bring all of that back in and to tell you what I haven't had so much fun in this game except for the, those matches it was so good. Now, has anybody else in the audience read this entire article and like to pipe in here what their thoughts on? Um, I see a lot of people out there talking about it, but has anybody actually read all the way through this and has an opinion? like to hear it now. Uh, someone says, uh, let's not add dice to the game. Um, I think you're, you're, I think you got to understand what he was trying to go for. It's like right now, and um, deep beep if you want to uh, um, unmute. I think what he was proposing was, is a system that, leads to not necessarily randomness it's not a roll of the die but what happens is when you're firing um, massive amounts of weapons and you cross over this threshold uh, again a value um, that that reticle would expand just a little bit inside that box and it's not necessarily adding randomness i mean if your crosshair is on the target um, you know you're still going to hit it's just not pinpoint accurate to where hey you're aiming for the right torso to knock out that mech with four or five large lasers or something like that. Well, now you just sort of spread the damage over um, the target instead of just pinpoint accurate. So, deep beep. Yeah, I read the whole thing, and uh, it's a good idea. And I liked how Bill kind of linked it back to Canon and how it's you're overloading your targeting computer when you're firing everything at once. Um, but I don't think it's a be-all, end-all to the weapons balancing. It's a good starting point. And I really hope the dev will look at it. Uh, uh, I'm worried about the main thing I'm worried about with his idea is that it might be an overload of information on the player, and you don't really want to do that, especially with new players who, like, uh, one of the uh, examples he used was like a typical first-person shooter, where you know typically your first round that you fire is on target, and then you have suffer from recoil for any rounds after that. And most players kind of get a feel for that, um, such as old Counter-Strike 1.6. Every weapon had a specific recoil pattern that skilled players would learn, and they could aim accordingly to compensate for that recoil. Or most shooters have, like, uh, crosshair sway whenever you're uh, zoomed in with a sniper rifle. Yeah. And, you, I mean, it's just kind of an intuitive... Okay, I'm moving while sniped in, so I know I'm not going to be entirely accurate. Um, and I think by having a blooming reticle, when you fire all your weapons, players will kind of figure out very quickly that they're not being extremely accurate. When well, out. I was gonna, I was gonna say here, um, just to clarify too, um, if you, it would basically put a value on every single weapon, so you can fire every single weapon once, and there's no, there's no bloom. So, for instance, uh, let's just say each medium, a medium laser as a number of 25, you can fire four of them in a group and there's no bloom. So it's pinpoint accurate. Um, so same thing, if you fire one AC-20, it's pinpoint accurate. Now if you fire, uh, you know, three PPCs, uh, now you're at a, a value, let's say each one is 50, now you're at 150 
TCL value and so it'd push you over and it would bloom a little bit and I think then that's what you need to understand is like if you fire one medium laser there's not going to be any, any like bloom reticle and that's what he's proposing is it's when you're grouping weapons and you're firing a large majority of weapons and that's when it would be uh, not necessarily penalty per se but that's when your your targeting computer gets overloaded and uh, it sort of makes sense but uh, carry on uh, crow you got a you want to pipe in here yeah I, I went ahead and read the whole article and I actually like it um, obviously it'll probably need some tweaks down the line but it's, it's a very legitimate system very easy way to go about it and uh, I see a lot of the potential to sort of uh, do that point-blank brawl splattering with all your guns and then you got the advantage of taking that maybe singular weapon and putting it pinpoint accurate where you want it to and when you get that kind of diversity I mean I'm all about that yeah from from what I understood it would be like you know if PPCs are 50 um, then you know large lasers would probably be in uh, uh, he's got the numbers attached to it but again this is just a system that he's proposing now at the end of the day though does it fall in line with what Paul and you know Brian uh, see over at Piranha Games and is that the route they're going um, but the reason why this topic is always brought up is recently a lot of people use the term metagame which technically um, that's just what gamers are sort of labeled like what happens uh, in game for you know competitive play but it, it comes down to like PPCs ER PPCs are sort of the go-to weapon in ABA competitive play now I'm a pubber I don't play competitive play so I see a variety of weapon systems being used in regular random matches but from the competitive uh, players that are you know doing these leagues and uh, going on right now run hot or die and all the others MW arena and stuff what they're saying is is basically it's the go-to weapon and all you see is high volley damage you know ERPPCs that that's all they're rolling um, and it works at long range it works at short range and so that's what they're um, that's why Bill basically wrote this up is to solve it and he was basically what I like about Bill's system is he was saying do not worry about the damage of the weapons don't worry about the heat of the weapons don't worry about you know the distance or anything basically what he was saying is let's look at the system and would this would this system work in the game currently and in future when you're introducing the clans um, you know I mean Garth you know I know you read the forums constantly you keep in touch with you know all the other social media Facebook and reddit and stuff um, you know do you have any thoughts on on this topic in general I think there's a lot of how would I put this uh, there's a lot of issues that sort of obfuscate the real problem. I think the real problem right now with the PVCs is not heat and it's not accuracy, it's that it instant hits. I think that's the major problem, is that you press fire, it hits. So really, you don't have to be that good at aiming because you just aim at them and hit it. The, but you, see, you don't see a ton of people running around with gauss. You do see it, but it's not nearly as much. And the reason is, it's harder to hit with. They're very slow in comparison. So I'd rather slow the speed, also increase heat with PVCs and whatnot. But I think Can't it you help the pinpoint aspect to just not have them instantly hit like that. I was going to say, but wait, in size of the Goss, though, you can only have two two Goss on any mech right now that's viable. You can't have three, you know, whereas you've got a lot of energy-based, uh, uh, yeah. you know, mechs. It's a big deal, too, right? Because it's only seven tons. But the other the, thing... Uh, I, go ahead. I was going to say, the other thing about it, though, 
um, was it does balance back to weapons that don't produce much heat, like the Gauss rifle, like the, well, we'll just go to the AC-20, because technically, you know, you can fire those for a fair while before you overheat if you build your mech right. Um, you, it, it tailors back to the ballistic weapons as well as the energy, which was nice. And for those that were saying recoil, it's more messing with the um, convergence system on the mech. That's not really what you'd call recoil, it's just playing around with the convergence. Well, it, it's funny that you mentioned convergence. Um, me, and, me and Bill talked about this, but the term is sort of incorrect when used with MWO. And what I mean by this is convergence is if you, what the whole premise is, if you have weapons on your arms and if you have a weapon on your torso and you set the convergence of like, they converge at a certain point, 500 meters, that's when the streams cross, if you will, some, you know, some Ghostbuster stuff there. Well, right now, there is no convergence. The convergence is wherever your reticle is pointing. Um, so as far as being able to set your convergence, it's not like, uh, the, yeah, the, the streams. The streams always meet at wherever those reticles are. So the term well, like convergence- Well, you can set your weapons convergence. Exactly, yes. And so the term convergence is sort of, uh, it's, it's weird because it's just set where you aim. There is no like, um, it's not like you're gonna miss, uh, uh, you know, per se, unless they're like, point blank range and you're firing something that's like low slung on your arms and you hit their like legs or something um but anyways i, kn I know a few other people uh, i think verbosity was xing up to uh to queue in here apologies i didn't expect you to do that um i i really like the system that you're talking about i think the the, the ppcs are good at a lot of ranges and at the longer ranges, heat isn't quite so much of an issue. You know, you, you go for a hill, you fire the PPCs, you retreat. Heat's not an issue at five, six, seven hundred meters. When you get up close, heat becomes an issue. And if you've got this convergence system, the convergence isn't going to be an issue. So. I really like this as a system because uh, as a concept because you're you're removing the so-called PPC meta because people can't snipe in the same way while still preserving what is good about the heat system. Well, I think um, what homeless Bill and he was stating is like you can still snipe. You can still be smart with uh, four PPCs or six if, you, if someone takes a stock or something like that. But it's basically that you can fire a group of two, wait that, you know, like one second, fire in the next group of two with an, you know. And so he was basically saying is it sort of forces the player just to be smarter with how they do. And you can still alpha fire. You can still fire all of your weapons. But if it's at a distance, you're probably going to either miss or spread the damage around. Or if you're point blank range, you can still hit. Um, so anyways, what other people out there, I mean, what are your thoughts on the, you know, this idea? What are your thoughts on the current, um, and like I said, the one thing I like about this entire thing is he's not proposing any changes to the weapons. I think what you do is you implement the system, uh, or, or you, you implement a change to the, the overall system, and then you make changes individually to the weapons to bring them into, uh, into it. Um, let's see, who do we got here? Um, Equinox? Yep, uh, I think that's the right way with the weapons that they're not as precisely as they stand it, but the hard points is still there. You get like for a, a huge 
Mac, you got only three hit points. So even if the recall, let's call it recall, is there, you still hit the, let's say, the center torso or the left or the right torso. So the damage, uh, the pinpoint damage is still there. I don't know if the cry engine is able to put in like more hit zones, but that would at the end solve maybe the problem if you get like more hit points on the torso if you spread the weapon. All right, and what about you, uh, someone else hacked up, uh, Nomk? I think I pronounced our N-O-M-K, Nomk. Can you guys hear me? Yep. Yeah, I mean, I read the whole article. I thought what really stood out to me was just bringing up the fact that how whenever clan mechs do come out um, with like the whole hard points coming out with, you know, assaults being able to rock like two gosses along with PPC, what really, uh, you know, got me because I mean, these mechs are going to come out, and, and you know, with especially the clan weapons, with the smaller, you know, points and all that, it's just, you almost have to put something in with that, because people are just going to come up with some epic builds, they're just going to be like, one shot, one kills. And yeah, that's what everybody's saying in chat. Yeah, I think, I think, I think what a lot of people are just, uh, you know, they're eager to know is, and, and hopefully we can have Paul on the show soon to talk about this, and obviously, you know, he said it himself, it's, it's priority is to say right now and you guys out there x up if you agree with this statement is it's not necessarily the the weapons but it's it's the fact that you can put so much damage in a volley in one hit onto target and so when when and i think everyone is xing up there so if that's the case it comes down to well that's accuracy right and mouse is pinpoint accurate and uh, with that, now we all we all assume if you're point blank range and you fire all of your weapons, it would be pretty ridiculous for you to miss. Totally understand. So that's why like a lot of people were like against like a Kona fire system. But I think if you read over what he's promoting uh, or is suggesting is with that little, little like targeting box, your reticle, that little you know dot of a reticle in the middle, that's how big it would, could could be at any given time. Um, but what I'm interested in is just to see where PGI wants to take this because it is a problem um i wouldn't say it's it's like a you know the sky is falling but i will i will say it's something they they definitely want to address because um as you guys see you hop in av you know av8s or 12v12 that it's only going to get worse as it goes along you know uh someone posted up as soon as the battle master uh stats came out <laughs> seven ppc uh battle master um Good you know that. you may die but you can see where but you know boating isn't an issue it's the pinpoint accuracy of high volley uh, damage builds i and still <laughs> we have this discussion so many times i still think it's just the ppc nobody's complaining about ac10 boats it's true the, but why the, is it ppcs no i i think it i think it's across the board and the reason i say this really? is yeah, hold on. Complaining just about large laser boats. I it's because PPCs are the go-to thing. That's why. If PPCs were in line with everything else, the same exactly. thing happened. So fix a PPC, everything's fixed. I, you're still going to have an issue with high volley builds. If even if PPC, yes, even if PPC was brought into it, you're still going to have the same issue, guys. Like, and that's what no, he's not. suggesting. That is what he's suggesting when he says. Even if you brought PPCs in line, you're still going to have builds that bring high amounts of volley damage 
PPC is the only thing you can fit like that onto one mech. There's nothing well, else you can do that with. Dual Goss and Dual AC-20 is the same difference, in my opinion. Well, well Dual Goss, Goss explodes and AC-20s have a short range. Can you do ammo. something about that? Honestly, the thing I liked most about the system, guys, was, um, to me, implementing this system would end up building balanced builds. You'll see mechs that can do things at every range, like in the proper universe, and that was what got me the most. I think you'd see mechs again and not boats. And, you know, with this, one thing you have to look at is it's sort of like fixing the issue altogether from here forward, or just putting a band-aid on it. And, and I feel like, yes, if you brought PPCs in, PPCs in line, yes, it would fix the PPC problem. But players, competitive players, will always min-max. I mean, that's a, it's a normal, it's a given. It, you expect people I to totally do that. I totally understand that, but you cannot, you physically cannot put four to six AC-10s on a mech, so you're not you, going to have that problem. No, but you could shove six SRM6s yeah, Yes, and, and so? this is addressing, this is, see, Darren, you're looking at, like, one thing. This would address... Yeah, the thing that's broken. The thing, the PPCs aren't broken. It's the pinpoint accuracy that's that's uh, the issue here. And, and, and everyone uh, was talking about accuracy a minute ago that uh, X'd up. Yeah, the, the, like 10, yes. 15 people With X'd up. With respect to PPCs. Well, anybody else uh, got opinions? The, those we haven't heard from? Let's see, I've got Omegir. Omegir? I, I just want to say to Darren that, um, you know, in the future, we will have mechs that can fit four AC-10s on them and other huge amounts of weapons that could then be boated like PPCs now. Just because we don't have it at the moment doesn't mean that they won't come in the future. Certainly, but the balance will change in the future, will it not? If they make changes to the, the, the balance, yes. But the thing is that you guys are talking about what can we fix at the moment instead of why can we put in a balance mechanism that'll last through the whole game. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm totally not against this, uh, even though I, I do this, uh, you know, I take the, the devil's side every once in a while to just argue with Phil, but um, I'm not against trying this. I think that it's a possible solution, and if it fixes it, awesome. And, you know, I'm totally a proponent for uh, more balanced mechs that are, you know, have stuff for short range, long range, whatever, different types of maps. So I'm not against this. I'm just arguing the other point. Uh, Draconian, uh, Draco oh, Reed. Go. Hey, yeah, Garth's gotta I'm, go. I'm sorry, guys, but it was fun no. talking about this. Garth, see you tomorrow. Bye, Adios, senor. Stay classy, everyone. Later. Draco. Okay, um, about the PPC balancing thing, I like the accuracy idea, but I kind of wondered. It's a direct fire support weapon sort of like a Gauss in comparison. So I'm kind of wondering, why not just make it a little bit different from a Gauss and say that it does like a diminishing splash damage or something like that? No, I think that's in line. I, I, I think what we're we're talking about in general is, is Omegar just said it correct, is you're just looking at one aspect when what uh, Bill and some of the others and Bill's look at Bill and Bill even admitted this his idea he was like you know it, it's not the end all be all but what he's saying is that sort of thought having that discussion so what you, you can change the splash you can change the the effects uh, I mentioned this what in a few podcasts ago like um, 
make it a, a duration weapon or Darren, you know, brought up the splash damage and stuff like that. But it's still the fact that you have an underlying issue of high volley damage builds. And, you know, like Omi pointed out, um, and Laura, there are builds right now that don't necessarily have to do with anything with PPCs that can still do that high volley pinpoint accuracy damage. And so it's looking at that in itself. How how do you how do you uh, not negate it, but how you do how do you quell it? How do you uh, detour the use of it, or at least if someone does want to use you know high volley uh, builds and and they alpha and alpha and alpha that it's not as pinpoint accurate. And I think that's the thing. Uh, Foxhound, X up. Yeah, um, my experience from other games is that when there's a chance to abuse a game mechanic, they will do it. Especially in competitive gaming, when everybody's looking for the extra edge uh, to to be the one a little bit more sharper than the other guy on the other team. So um, they have to look for a universal solution, not only the PPCs. I know it's annoying to get blasted away by six ER PPCs over a range of 1500 meters at the beginning of the game where my torsos are blown away. Um, but uh, I think there is a certain amount of, of solutions for that, but they have to do something about that quick before the launch of the game. Uh, Titan, uh, go back to Fully you real quick. Fully agree with that. Hi, me? Yeah, go ahead, Titan. Um, okay, um, not to start any fights or anything, but I, I have to say I kind of agree with Bumbaldi. Er all right, All right. Now we're going to have a fight over that. <laughs> but, um, here's the reasoning, though. Um, I, I think the PPCs are the biggest problem because, like, even boating with, like, AC-10s was an example. Those are Hey, Titan, can you do me a favor real quick? Oh, Turn off your sounds. Uh, sure, how do I do that? Go up to self, up top on TSC. Go to a sound pack, and sounds deactivated. Uh, while we're at it, anybody else that's going to X up or want to talk, please do that now as well. Sure. Is that better? Yes. Yep. Thank, yep, you, thank sir. you, sir. Okay. Um, so basically with AC-10s, you have to add the ammo with them as well. And the thing with PPCs, the problem now is they're such long range and the projectile speed is super fast. So like, and you can boat like three to four up to six with those stalkers. I think that's the biggest problem. Again, a Titan, and, and don't take this. Um, uh, what we were just talking about is what Homeless Bill proposed is that you can still do those builds. But what he's saying is, and you were just saying, is that these the web, the PPC that it's fast. It's it's a it's a like a ballistic weapon, which it is behind the scenes, and it's it does damage right then. What he's saying is you can still take those and you can still fire, but if you do so more than like two PPCs or three PPCs at a time, you will have a, a, a penalty. And what that penalty is, is that it's a blooming reticle, which means, you you know, at distances like 800 plus meters, you may not hit with all of there. So what he's suggesting is a system that not only addresses uh, PPCs, but addresses everything. Now, I still do think PPCs... Uh, would still need to be tweaked. I think all weapons would need to be tweaked if they do this big of a change. Yeah, but that that is, it would have to be a blanket t tweak yeah. on everything because people are it, thinking right now, well, don't fucking nerf my medium lasers or don't yeah. nerf my AC5s. It, it would be a huge change. Now, that's that's a question out there. Is is that a big a, 
would that be something that uh, Paul or Brian would be willing to do is, is such a huge change uh, to the game and of course the mechanic because you're introducing uh, something uh, big and new so to, to you know, of course down, from my perspective it seems like okay I, I'm sitting here saying just fix the PPCs now the argument against that is is that the clan mechs are going to come out and then people will be able to vote AC10s or whatever and so that's why just fixing the PPCs won't work correct? Right. I I understand the the system like it's it's just like um, Counter Strike is an example. You shoot a bunch of times, your crosshair is wide and way up, and you, it's really hard to hit stuff. And then you have each weapon has a different level of how much spread you'll get. I get that point of it, but the current game in meta, I'm just saying the PPCs are the biggest yeah, problem. Yeah. So I understand that, but that's all I have. Thanks. Thank you. Any comment? Yes. Um, one thing, like with PPCs, I've switched to many different belts. Is you guys did help balance a lot of these. A lot of you guys, I don't know if you've run PPC belts or not, is that they do generate a lot of heat, and they're actually a lot harder to hit a moving target than people realize. Like there is some delay; it's not instantaneous, like in la with lasers. So one thing, more like a projectile weapon. So it is not like an easy shot. It does take a lot of skill to shoot a person across the entire map when they're moving and so there's a lot of skill involved too so some skilled players that are blowing people out of the water it's a little cruel to just hit them hard but yes there is a lot of PPC boats and they do a lot of damage what right off but the same point is that they also almost instantly overheat like if you have a Highlander with four ER PPCs you have two shots max and you're sitting there listening to music as you wait for yourself to actually reactivate and fire or override and explode. Uh, Spud Buddy, do you have uh, something with that? What I'd like to do here to wrap up this conversation is just let them say stuff. We don't need to react or comment on it. Just let people uh, speak their mind, a few people now. Go ahead, Spud. Yeah, you can hear me? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yes, sir. Uh, I was wondering, uh, do you guys ever plan on doing anything with SRMs? Right now they're pulling 1.5 damage per missile. I mean, as in terms of tonnage per damage efficiency, they're like pure crap compared to mediums. Well, like, we're not like, we're not devs, so we can't do. Crap. Yeah, we're not PGI. They're kind of hard point starved. Yeah, like there's always the less death. missiles than energy, and they're less efficient than mediums. I figure, as on almost every robot in the game, there's less missiles than laser based. It just makes sense that they'd be doing more. Yeah. I, I, well, first of all, we're not PGI. We're not going to do anything with the SRMs except for use them. But I do know that uh, not as much as PPCs, but people are talking amongst the uh, PGI staff about SRMs. So uh, they're being looked at at least. But we have no clue as far as NGNG what they're going to do about it. Okay, Marcus Roland, go ahead and unmute. I personally completely agree with the fact that this system, like a system like this should be put in place. I do like this particular one. It looks really nice. But I think before PGI even looks at a system like this, I think that they have to fix all of the issues with the weapons or else they're just going to have to keep remodifying, remodifying, remodifying every time they make a fix. You take a look at ERPPCs, which people are boating. We're having problems with hitting things because the host state rewind ever since the patch is not working quite right. They're having issues with the fact that if you take a single ER PPC into the training grounds or into a fight, shoot somebody with it, it doesn't always deal 10 damage. Sometimes it deals 8 damage, which shouldn't happen if it's inside its range. 
uh, SRMs are black holing damage all over the place if you put Artemis on. I think these types of fixes need to be put in place before they look at uh, doing a system like this, or else they're just going to look at ending up having to revamp the whole thing again. Okay. Um, again, we're just moving on to the next person. Das Omen, do you got anything? Testing, one, two, three. You guys hear me all right? Yes, sir. Yep. Well, I've been here since closed beta. A lot of you guys have too. Um, PPCs, ICMAs, yeah, it's kind of an issue, but we've had this issue before. It's not just been with PPCs. I don't know if any of you guys remember their old musket builds with the large pulse lasers or anything oh. else like that. You know, you fire once, whatever you're pointing at, it's dead no matter the range. And PPC is, is just the next flavor of the day to me. I mean, yeah, it's a little bit annoying at the moment, especially when I'm in my spider flying around and then blam dead but it's a little bit bigger than just ppcs you can do this with anything yeah and and, and i guess that's uh that's what i would not to jump in here and, and be the spotlight but that's what i was saying is there there's ultimately something uh, wrong with the system not necessarily the particular weapons because uh, whatever it is it's always been small lasers in the past small pulse lasers medium pulse lasers the launch back i mean there's there's always the flavor of the month so what ultimately is the issue and it's the accuracy but uh next person let's see who we got let's get death maggot in death maggot maggots of death what's up guys um i guess uh it's an interesting idea that i was just reading the article but uh, uh i guess the current current problem i see is not necessarily with boating it's with the heat management it seems uh that the damage they introduced is not really high enough and it's not really directed to the problem um it seems like if the actual damage went directly to your heat sinks and let's say you overheat over 120 percent and you lose a couple of heat sinks that will definitely stop you from shooting again almost oh, definitely damage no, I remember uh, playing MechWarrior Living Legends, and I remember playing my Shadow Cat, and I was pushing heat so much that I lost like almost all my heat sinks, and so I had to mentally like decide: fire Goss, or wait a few more seconds and fire my ear PPC, and then I'd fire, and then be like, okay, well now I've got to wait a little bit longer. <laughs> but uh, uh, I didn't finish reading the whole article, but how does he account for the fact? I mean, you're instantly choosing how many you're going to shoot, so does your reticle? take a second to adjust or is it instantly showing several different sizes or how does that work yeah there's there's definitely a lot of things again bill was just proposing an idea guys and and i was talking to him literally last night literally and he Keep was like mind, you know he was homeless <laughs> he was like <laughs> you know my my idea is not the end all be all he was like i'm just proposing this it may not may not go anywhere and i'm not gonna be mad about that he was just proposing a well thought out prepared thing now at the end of the day we do need to, to hear from from Paul and Brian about this and what what are their thoughts and and that's that's what's really important and look if they read this article and they take one thing out of it and implement it in a game just one thing it could be one thing that's okay uh, you know but there's so many different opinions out there um, that uh, you know I, I think sometimes it's tough for us to suck up but like I may have an opinion but that doesn't mean it's right or it may not fit into their overall design. But it's the fact that there are so many different opinions that would work and will adjust. But the underlying thing is it's not the weapons. 
it's the the weapon mechanic that's the the system behind it that needs to be looked at and i think you know um pretty much everyone's in agreement yes um you know uh, if ppcs were fixed uh, as far as brought down a little bit maybe they'd be skewed and wouldn't be used as much but like others have pointed out it's just the flavor of the month someone somewhere um would come out with something else and it would be uh you know the next best best thing to to roll onto but uh, let's go ahead and move on um and there are a few things that i want to touch on and get your guys opinions um hopefully before we can get out of here but uh we've got obviously the battle mech movement behavior um what are your guys thoughts on this i found it uh challenging i guess if you will because like I, f I feel like there's some hills like i'm like oh yeah it's just a little hill that i should be able to walk over and the next thing you know, i'm stuck or and i have to walk around um i feel like it's a step in the right direction but i feel like it definitely definitely needs to be uh adjusted now granted not to be too harsh and critical it just came out and with everything everything needs adjustments but what are you guys thoughts out there i want to hear from someone i haven't heard from let's, uh, let's uh, see keep this less discussion and more just hearing from them i want to hear their viewpoints um, someone who has an X up, but I want to hear his opinion. Blue Santa, unmute and talk. Do it, Zach. Do it now. Well, I'm honored, Phil. <laughs> hey, so Blue. the movement mechanic, so uh, what are your thoughts? I believe that you stop much too quickly and that I would like to see it also affect you, that you speed up going down hills and especially slow down in water. Okay. Now, the water part, they're implementing at some point. Sorry, you guys spoke over each other? Yeah, I know they've said that they would, if this goes well, that they would like to implement it for water as well. You know or what? What did you say? Yeah, I don't know. Um, that's one thing, you know, we could definitely ask them. But one thing I've seen, and I'm going to ask you guys, is um, we're so used to the being able to run up anything, and I think that's affected me too. You know, uh, like I'm like, oh well, I should be able to run up that. But uh, let's see who else. I've got uh, both thrower, both thrower. Go to unmute and ask away. I really like the new change. Uh, for example, with the new mech, the Victor, uh, which has jump cuts, it is so much fun to actually be able to use that to your advantage to attack or to to retreat so i have to say i've enjoyed it a lot yeah i agree it makes you know choosing a mech with jump jets or without you know a tactical decision all right let's and, see who else and i nope, have to say ahead. the lack of jump jets on atlases and stalkers and so forth makes for some pretty funny matches on uh, canyon network speed and maneuverability uh hell's dog what you got i am on mute didn't i yeah, yeah. um with the assault mechs and lights, um, I would like to see torque, to be honest. I mean, you can run up a hill in a light, which is fair enough. Well, I think that should be done at speed, and if you're going at a slower speed, you shouldn't make it. And with the assaults, I think that they should hit a steep hill, be slowed down to an almost a stop, but be able to slug through it and get up it. Okay, so you'd be like, you know, it's one of those things where... I'm in an Atlas, I'm going 64 kph. Yes, I'm slowed down to like, you know, 5 kph, but I should be slow. If a, if a light Shift can into run first. Up it, yeah, you should be able to yeah, slowly trudge through it and get up. Well, they've, they've got a bigger engine, so they've got more torque. It's like a, a, a lorry in real life, really. The, a big truck is going to make it up a hill slow, but it's going to get up it. Slow as fuck, a sports but it'll get up there, yeah. Without a road. 
Well, we're talking about mechs. It's going to off-road up a hill. What's a uh, It's a mech, man. It's got feet. It's it got a computer. I mean, come on. Really? Okay. Really? Kalos Dex, right. what do you got? Well, I'm going to chime in here along. I'm going to support the last guy and say, I think even an Atlas should still be able to climb up a hill at a very, very tiny speed. So, I mean, because if you can stand up, you can put your foot down and stand up. You should be able to climb up a hill, I would think. Now, when uh, you guys say hills, you're saying that if it's like 80, 90 degrees, no mech should be able to run up. But if it's something like a 30 or 40 or whatever, if the light mechs can run up it, no issue. Then just right, slow down the assaults. Never, I would think that you should never actually completely 100% be stymied and stop. You should gotcha. be able to just to crawl forward at a fraction of a, even one mile an hour. I think right now the bugs in the system are skewing our opinions of it. Like, if they fix those things, there won't, we won't be getting hung up on shit that you can't even see. You know, like, I think that'll fix a lot of things and, and make it a little bit easier to get a big picture on it. Well, it's also, I was thinking because of the mechs uh, with the jump jets, you get stymied, you stop, you jump, you go straight up, go oh, right back to where you that. started. I hate it. If you, yeah, if yeah. You, even if you had that fraction of an inch forward movement, at least you'd be able to get up the hill, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I I hear you there. I was I was jumping around in a Jenner last night. Yeah, me and a Jenner. Um, you jumped into a hill you couldn't run up, and then you expected to be. If you don't have forward, forward mo- there's basically no forward momentum with your jump jets. So You're not before there to have was forward momentum with your jump jets. Well, well as the problem is you're getting if you stuck hit a on hill, bullshit. You stop. Yeah. If you jump on jump, bullshit, you weren't jump able to climb up, anyway. Come right back to where you started. To continue forward. Hey, I'm mm. saying that Max would hand you the rock crime. <laughs> All right, let's see. We've got uh, one last uh, thing. Verbosity, go ahead and unmute and go ahead and talk. What I think what uh, I want to do... Go ahead. Uh, sorry. Um, I, I I like the idea of the mechs being able to climb up uh, steep inclines. I think there's a limit to that, although the yeah, I can't see a, an atlas going for handholds and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> I think there should be a limit to that. Uh, certainly there's issues with it at the moment. You know, mechs are getting stuck on tiny little rocks. The, exactly. You know, that that's, that's the big issue with it. Apart from that, I think it's a really, really good thing. I think it's uh, mechs that can jump should be able to go places. The mechs that can't jump can't. Uh, Tourmaline's a great example of that. We used to have uh, the snipers climbing up really big hills and sniping a kilometre and a half away, and now that's not happening so much. Uh, so it's a good thing. Uh, yeah, bugs with small rocks and small dumps and things like that. Uh, and we had we had bugs with people getting stuck before. Uh, it's just a bit worse now, and hopefully all of them will be smoothed out. No, I, I agree. Um, I like that statement of basically some mechs can't and some mechs can. I mean, that's the benefit of taking that particular chassis to it. I, I think that's a fair statement. Um, so, Definitely the uh, movement behavior is a uh, interesting and refreshing system, but it's definitely something that still needs to uh, have uh, bugs and tweaks done to it. I think uh, another thing is the fact that we're not used to it yet. Uh, it just came out. And uh, you can imagine if we'd have had Host Day Rewind and all these systems that came in afterward in closed beta, 
we've been playing it for a year we would we'd be used to them and everything takes you know a good amount of time to get used to and so if after you play so many times on you know uh canyon network you know where you can or can't go so you don't try to go up there because you know you can't and you don't get stuck and stuff like that i think that's a big thing um that you know things just take time but anyways guys we're going to move on here uh big news obviously is the test server comes out um we've got the uh link directly to the facts go download it if you have not done so already or if you're like me i'm still downloading it because everyone and their mother is downloading it but the play test uh starts tomorrow uh looks like 12 v12 so make sure to go ahead and download that it is a different client it looks like what they were saying is in the future that that client may be a part of the regular client so keep both uh, anyway, so go ch check that out. And of course, with that comes the lava map as well. So, uh, you know, um, tomorrow's going to be a fun day. So for those that can be here, um, I think it starts out. What time is it? Six? 12 PDT. 12 PDT. There you go. PSG, whichever. Whichever floats your boat. But yeah, the download's taking forever. I think it's, uh, when I first started, it was estimated like four hours. So. <laughs> I finished ages ago. Jeez, <laughs> not me. I was going to say, for those that are on like a huge like connection, uh, I envy you. Uh, we have also got the um, the Victor Early Bird Special came out that basically they were saying, hey, if you want to use the other Victors, you, here you go, the MC versions. I thought they were probably going to do this. I think maybe the Highlander was sort of a test bed for this. Um, but it's basically saying like, hey, the Victors are ready to go. You can use them now early. You just pay MC. As far as like a marketing I, thing, go ahead. MC for a week early is basically what it is. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where, hey, I think we've all stated um, they've got to have, uh, you know, money making uh, marketing. If you don't want or don't have the money to spend, don't do it. Just wait a week. It'll be out on the 16th, I think they said. It's so it's so, it's so not pay to win that it hurts, basically. <laughs> so, you know, some people financial responsibility. Yeah, no, you know, never. because that is not a thing. I think this community I really understand. All I gotta say is, if you go out and you buy uh, the victors with MC, and then you complain about the sale. Uh, now we did have some community questions, but a lot of them were directed towards like uh, game design questions that Paul and uh, Brian would be able to answer. So when we have them on the show, I'm gonna try to get them on uh, next Wednesday. Um, I'll let you guys know. But uh, that would be a good time to answer those because, of course, Garth just can't answer them, or he can at least try to find the answers. Um, you know, and of course, me and Darren can't answer them, or any of the the crew. We can speculate and we can ask you guys what your thoughts are, and that's what we're trying to do is get your guys' opinions on what's going out in the game. Um, you know, obviously there are, um, you know, some things that are hot topics. Um, we did have one thing. Um, that I did want to cover, which was uh, for MechWarrior Tactics. I don't know if you guys saw this yesterday, but uh, uh, Angry Joe uh, played uh, Total Biscuit for some MechWarrior Tactics action. Um, it was on Twitch uh, TV yesterday. I was watching it uh, for a little bit, then I had some other things to go. We've got their videos are up on YouTube, so you can watch it, and I actually need to watch it. Uh, but I posted that stuff up on our uh, website at the NGNG forums. Check it out. But Angry Joe, I. Yeah, <laughs> Angry Joe Angry reserves Joe. there. I love Angry Hello, Joe. I think it's hilarious. I don't know. Well, Angry apparently, apparently, like Angry Joe was 
knew and customized his mechs and Total Biscuit didn't. And so like Total Biscuit was like, you freaking cheater. And Angry Joe was like, shut the fuck up. Don't. He was like, you know, anyways, it was just freaking hilarious. So I need to watch the whole thing. But uh, I love Angry Joe. I love uh, watching his YouTube videos. And of course, I enjoy uh, TB because he just says what it is and, you know, pretty blunt about it. And I enjoy that. So make sure to check that out. And with that, that being said, the they have a founders update and we've got a link to their forms uh basically if you're already a founder you can update uh your founder uh including some of the um specialized content we've got a link there i think uh there it goes link there for you now um i think we are trying to plan some more tactics action on twitch so um, i really enjoyed it when i played uh, we've talked about the art aesthetics and we've had uh, the art um, director on and talked about that and you know when you're playing though and Darren pipe in here when you're playing it didn't really matter to me like I just enjoyed totally it for what it was didn't think about once we started playing all I cared about was beating you and having the fun with my mechs isn't that the all that's important of yeah course. but you know like looking at the, the damage received and oh shit you know I just lost an arm or oh you know I like I enjoyed that Playing that game sucked me straight into the, you know, to the tabletop experience, to Mega Mech. Um, I just had a blast. Uh, I think it's going to be a great game. I think the art style is just a very small, small aspect to it. Um, and obviously, the, you know, they're working behind the scenes, getting a lot more updates, and we'll let you guys know as soon as uh, possible when we get stuff. But uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I do think they can take the game a step further i think uh you know uh, you know let's 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 go past this whole 1v1 thing um i would love to be able to play with darren against ai or with darren against you know brandon and boo or laura you know like that's what i want to do is not just uh you know simple lance v lance i think it'd be great to have more now granted the um you know it is browser-based game it is unity i don't know if there's any limitation bandwidth issues but i don't if anything it would scale so hopefully that would happen. I want big maps. I agree. Uh, I, I want a little bit more. I want a little bit more grand scale on it. But that being said, for what it is right now, I am enjoying it. So if you haven't, make sure to check it out. And of course, don't forget the Catalyst Game Lab sponsorship giveaway week nine. We've got the Hexpack Cities and Roads. Make sure to head over to our forums. All you have to do is register and post up what your favorite battle mech weapon system is for this week. Again, congratulations for the guy who won the Battletech introductory box set. That'll be going in the mail as soon as I get your info. I already emailed you. Congratulations again. And of course, make sure to check out uh, the faction t-shirts for all those guys. Um, I know I'm going to be getting a Davion or two. Um, maybe even the FR just because I think it looks cool. I, mean, I don't know. Because it's amazing. It is pretty cool looking. I, I would say out of out of them, the FR one is is it's up there. It looks it's cool. The one you should buy 10 of. Please do. <laughs> and I know a lot of people are out there like, oh, clans or Merc and stuff. Hey, Screw we got to get through. We got to get through these, hey, and you know they gotta, you know. Well, hey, what we, shirt needs the most love right now? Who do we need? We need uh, whatever army to rise up and order shirts well, so we can get a certain weddings. faction. I'm actually surprised. Well, I don't know, but word of low tax being Liao, we've had no Liao pre pre sales, none whatsoever. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe I didn't get enough. Maybe uh, we just needed to put a ten dollar bill on it. <laughs> I don't know, but. Uh, Hey, if you, if you like these, uh, again, for those that have gotten shirts, they're great quality, especially these 50-50 polycotton. Um, and uh, so if you like that, make sure to uh, check those out. And we're going to be pushing it for the entire week. So, yes. They are real. 
Mm, nice. And of course, Facebook, we're up to 4,086 people growing every day. Our, our YouTube channel is almost up to 4,000 people. So if you haven't, and if you like YouTube content, which by the way, I have new content to post on our YouTube channel, but for some odd reason, YouTube is YouTube having a, being a jerk. Yeah, YouTube is having a little bit of a monetization issue and all that fun stuff. It happens every month, it seems. So I've got like literally seven videos ready to go. Um, but uh, we're just waiting on a few things. Actually, one's still processing, so YouTube needs to get their shit together. It feels like Microsoft bought YouTube and uh, and Twitch TV because they're both breaking constantly. Oh, he did it. He did it. He said it. And of course, uh, make sure to check out uh, our Twitch TV. We've got NGNG TV. Uh, again, we had uh, Ed Meester who joined us. And of course, uh, Malus, they're doing a great job. Hey, and if you uh, are a streamer out there, make sure to contact us. Uh, again, we're always looking for more streamers. Um, I think we're going to be looking at a few more time zones early, early in the morning. But uh, yeah, we'll check you out your channel. You can post on our forums if you're interested and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> yes. It is actually owned by Google. He was making a pun at Microsoft of failing at life. But you know, that's all. And of course, thank you to everyone, our community, our staff members for supporting us. And thank you guys for showing up for this podcast. We enjoy the discussion. And I think it's one of those things that needs to be done. We need to have that group discussion, level-headed discussion. What is going on in the community? And specifically, if it has to do with MWO, what is going on with MWO? You know, I think it is moving forward in a positive note. I think there are some issues that do need to be looked at. But I think everyone here uh, can agree, having an adult conversation about it. And then obviously getting the feedback from the devs directly, which hopefully we can do next week or the week after, depending when they're ready to sit down and talk about it, is a good thing. And, you know, they are out there, they are listening, and, uh, you know, they are human beings, though. They only have X amount of time in the day. So uh, don't be too cynical. Actually, don't be cynical. Don't be a douche. Just don't do it. Don't be a douche. No, just don't be, be a douche. Be all rainbows and unicorns like Phil and myself. Freaking rainbows Rainbow and unicorns. Charlie. No. Charlie. <laughs> That was for you, by the way, Santa. Uh, anyways, guys, this has been your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's show. This is Phil. And this is Darren. This is Brandon, also known as Patrick Hill. This is Laura. Until next time, Mech Warriors. <laughs>